What is going on, everybody? This is Candler English here with Training Ground Garage Talks. This is a space where we have open discussions about what it means to be a Christ-centered man in today's world. And we're so pumped to have you here with us. Let's dive in. Well, Gary, thanks for joining us today. We know you're a father of two boys, director of Ransom Heart Ministries, and so we really wanted to just step into uh, your role as a father and what you've kind of seen over the years with young men looking at 18 to 25. I think one thing that struck me the other day, I was, I was in Nashville hanging out with four other guys, all of them who are about to graduate college. One of the guys had had a, an interview for a financial planning service in for a second interview. Tell the story that he, he walks in, he, as he's waiting to, uh, to go into the office, there's a young boy that's sitting next to him that's about 10 years old. He's here with his coat and tie on, waiting. Um, this boy's playing with a fire truck. So over and he says, you know, I, I was sitting there in this office about to take this job, but I feel more like this 10-year-old boy playing with a fire truck than I do where I am in life. And hmm. I just sat there and listened and said, ah, how many of us can relate to that? Post-college, fears of college going, I'm, I'm supposed to step into a man's world, but am I really ready for that? I think one of the questions, first thing would love to ask you is, with your two sons that are 17 and 21, what have you seen as a father in, in the generation of young men and, what, and really what they need um, at this point in life? Well, boy, I can relate to that story. I mean, it's funny. when I, if, if somebody asks me how old I am and I'm 52, it, it almost stuns me every time because I feel so much younger than that. Now, what I mean is in the sense of uh, confidence and the weightiness of my life. I can feel so much younger. I feel like I'm in my 20s still in some ways, you know. And, and I've seen that with a lot mm-hmm. of, of young men, that they may be 20 years old, but you spend a little bit of time with them, and they seem more like uh, 15. I, in, the, in the sense of their confidence, in their, in their ability just to relate to another man, um, they just seem so young, and, and they need not be except that there's something in them um, that hasn't been validated. They haven't, in my opinion, been in the company of men where they feel comfortable, they feel accepted by men, they want to be in the circle, um, and, and they're okay with their age as well. I mean, so many men, so many young men, so let's say someone's a 20, they, they want to be 35, but they feel more like 15, you know, just for a young man to feel comfortable at their age, and this is who I am, and I've got a lot to look forward to, versus I just feel so young and, in a way, just lost, with men especially. You know, Gary, that reminds me of a, of a young man that we know back east, you know, talking about the pressures of... Um, just growing up, it feels like, you know, even from my story, coming out of college, and it feels like uh, it, the pressures of just the world of, like, you are making lifelong decisions. And in some aspects, you are, and that's okay. There's a sobering, you know, aspect to that. But, you know, you come out of college, and it's like, I have to choose my career that I'm going to work for for 45 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and even I have to choose the mate that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And, 
and some of those are good things, but, you know, um, just chatting with a guy that um, is about to graduate college and really talking more about training ground and kind of what he needs as a young man to to mature and to grow and to be initiated. And, um, you know, that was always my question to him. What do you need at this time in your life? You know, do mm-hmm. you need experience? Do you need older men? You know, what what do you really need? You know, what is God calling you into? And it really felt, you know, the the closest thing to his heart was just the pressure of the system. It is, you know, graduate, get an internship, get a job, get married, have kids. And it's kind of like, well, what? Sure, that system exists, but is, you know, is a young man's heart alive in the pursuit of that? Um, Is it close to God? And um, so really, you know, I think we're all talking kind of about the same thing of just that, you know, you're hopeful for the future, but you're also extremely anxious. You know, there's kind of a, uh, I, they don't feel qualified. You know, it's a, it's a real man's world. I don't have, you know, Gary, just like you said, time in the company of men. What does that even feel like? I don't have experience there or confidence. So. Yeah, and, and that goes back to that idea that so many young men feel like they have to be an older man. And you can't become that. Mm, you just good. can't be an older man. And the good thing about being young up to being a young man is you don't have to know everything. You don't right. have to know the next step. You don't have to know what your life is about yet or or what you're good at or why you're here. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know that. You just learn that over time. And what's lost when there isn't a company of men to walk with um, is just the confidence that I'll learn. You know, for someone for someone to say to you, you'll learn, you'll mm-hmm. figure it out, and I'll help you. Right. I'll help you see the things you can't see right now. And some cannot be seen at this point. They will be seen in time. But that confidence of this is okay to be me. Mm-hmm. I can walk this, and I've had other men say, you're all right. You're doing mm-hmm. okay. Now, that's also not saying to any young man that everything is fine. But to say you're okay, you can grow in that area, you're learning, mm-hmm. you know. That's huge, and if you don't have that, not only will you feel like the little boy with the fire truck, the 10-year-old, but you wish you were him again, mm-hmm. you know, that that seemed like an easier life back then than what you're experiencing now, and, and that's just lost by not having the confidence of other men in your life to say, you're okay, you're all right, and, and I will help give you what you need. When the pressure is there to grow up, so for instance, you're getting out of high school, you're going to college, and you're supposed to know what your major is going to be because you know what your career is going to be. Or you get out of college, and you, you're supposed to know what career do I get into for the rest of my life, of course, right. as you were saying. The, the, the problem with that is if you, are, if you have that pressure to have grown up already to know those things, you don't have the freedom to simply ask somebody and say, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. because you feel the pressure of you ought to. You should be grown up by now to know mm-hmm. these things versus just the – just the state of grace with other men where you can say, I don't know how to do this driver's license thing. Well, can you walk me through this? Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to look at my life and figure out what my next job should be. Because, I mean, that's how you walk with people is where you can, you can say, I need your help, your perspective, your wisdom, your counsel. But if the pressure is you need to have grown up already, then you can't even ask that question. Mm-hmm. So, Corey and Zan, let me ask you, what was it like for you growing up, for you between the ages of 18 and 25? What was your life like? What was your journey like? 
And what do you wish you had that you didn't during that time? It was very much me blazing the trail. And I had some good, you know, kind of fathers in the faith that I could look up to, but for the most part, I was cutting my own way, and um, which felt good and was definitely part of my heart, but there was definitely a ton of fear. Um, I can remember um, even, you know, finishing up my master's and you know, I was toying with the idea of going into the Young Life intern program. And I can remember the last semester of my senior year, what, I was a complete train wreck. I mean, I only had five credits, but I, I, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I was so afraid that the end of the semester was coming, and I had no idea what to do. Hmm. And it probably didn't help that there was a woman, in, a girl in my life that I was, still, I was trying to make a decision, you know, even at that time, trying to make both these decisions at the, at the same time was just... It was really hard. And, um, you know, to even really think about, you know, what I really needed in that time is I did need permission to try new things. Um, But I also really needed um, probably some really good and deep fathering of just older men going, you know what, relax, just breathe deep. God's in control. Everything's going to be fine. Like, just take one day at a time. You know, what are you going to do today? Okay, you get out of bed, you eat, you know, go to class. and um, But I just remember it being a very difficult time for me because it felt like it was kind of all up to me. And then if I blew it in those decisions, then there was a high price to pay. And, uh, and that was just so much pressure. And uh, so that's a little bit of my story, you know, kind of in that mm-hmm. age range. Boy, and that's... Uh, I mean, you just hit on two things with your stories. Either either in fear when we don't know what to do next, we don't feel like we can go to anybody, get any counsel. We either arrange things so that we don't have to leave it, mm-hmm. you know, like like the guys that perpetually stay in school. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's least as predictable and they know that arena. Or you have the guys that just become very hard-charging. I mean, they're just going after everything they can. Right. And and both are just avoiding whatever God wants to bring in their life and, and the confidence to say, I can take this one day at a time. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can do this. You know, and even uh, I didn't have anywhere to go. I had kind of done my master's. Like, I didn't I didn't want another degree, and I knew, uh, you know, I sure wasn't going for the Ph.D. just to stay in school. I, th- I think one big thing that, um, just to hear in our stories, is that the idea of something's required of you. Um, because I think so mm-hmm. long now we've, we've lived in a, a culture where we don't need to provide for our family. You know, a lot of people at 13, they were out on the farm helping the family so they could survive. And so, therefore, we get out at 22, 23, 24 from college, you know, maybe graduate school, and we nothing's really ever been required of us, never to pay bills or hold a mortgage or, um, you know, start insurance, whatever it is. And and all of a sudden, it all hits us. So it's just this big wave of of all these things that are required, and yet there's no real slow process to get there. And um, I, I remember my graduation that was coming up. I, I, I found a way to get a whole nother year out of out of college. Um, and finally, when I couldn't delay it anymore, my parents were like, "Hey, it's graduation. You know, we're coming up. We're excited." <laughs> Um, and, and it was a week in, a week before, and I hadn't even purchased the gown. And in my mind, it was like, I can't stand in front of thousands of people and, and in some publicly way confess I'm ready for the real world, Hmm. you know? And so me just saying, Hey, mom and dad, 
I'm not going. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. You won't even see me. It was just kind of, if I can kind of fade out of this picture, then I'll never have this public image of, of me now being required to step into what this gown and education was about. So, you know, again, the same fear and, you know, laying in bed and worry of what have I made my life into and, um, you know, where where were the men or, you know, just the places of, hey, it's going to be okay, you know, and here's what you need. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend now who uh, he's in Knoxville um, named David Wallace, and, and I've told him before he works for a construction company. I'm like, why didn't you grab me off that bed and throw me in your construction company? You know, that's what I needed. I would have never gone there. I would have fought it, hated it, but I think if you would have convinced me enough, you know, I, I would have taken that step because I was wa- I was literally waiting for someone just to come and, you know, do something with me, really. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to make a choice. I didn't want to choose something. I just yeah. kind of was hoping, you know, somehow God would just, you know, take me away into the, the job of my dream, I think. <laughs> right, and that goes all the way back to the story that Zan you started with about the guy in the office for the interview for the job and looks at the 10-year-old playing with the fire truck and said, I feel like that kid. And and I and I think that's the way it feels of I don't know what to do. I'd rather just be playing with a fire truck, everything's safe, I'm told what to do next. And and it's just hard to live, I think, with the idea that God's gonna father us. He's gonna do it. He's gonna mm-hmm. you just step out and he says, I'll show you how to do that. You know, I'll bring someone in your life. You can ask, you're safe, mm-hmm. you know, and to live that way with that kind of confidence, not a false one, I can make this happen, but rather God's gonna father me through this. Mm-hmm. Because when we do that, then we have a strength to offer others because we've experienced that. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, it makes me think about, I mean, the word that comes to my mind is permission. Mm-hmm. And it does, it, it, it sheds light on the importance of that community of men in a young man's life um, is giving them permission to fail, you know, giving them permission to experience and to try new things. Yeah, I, you know, I think as I hear this, you know, one of the questions I'd wonder is for a, a young man who's relating to many of these stories, how do you go about practically finding some of these things? Even to kind of just start off saying it's going to take risk, you know, in a lot of ways you're going to have to come to a point and understand what you need, um, even what you need from God, what you need from older men, what you need from brothers, you know, guys your own age. And you're going to have to go and ask for those things, whether it is, I want to fly fish. I really need that for my heart. I don't know how to do that, but what would it take for you to go to an older man that is a great fly fisherman and say, I don't know how to do this. Can you take me along? Can you teach me? Can you show me? Again, you know, talking about what we talked about previously is, you know, giving yourself the permission to try Mm -hmm. and to experience and to fall down and get back up and to not feel like you have to get it all right, you know, that one mistake won't take you out for years, but to be able to to be able to engage those needs that you have in your heart. Yeah. See, this, this is huge because I believe in a young man's life, what God wants to do is give him a lot of experiences. I mean, there's much to teach us when we're younger. And, and yes, when we get older, our life will become more focused, more narrow in a good way. But you can't jump to that. You need a lot of experiences in life with people, with work, 
with God, with the world. You just need all of that because you're going to pull from that later on in your life, as you do now, but even more later because you'll be able to assess all of that and interpret it and know what to do with it. So, yeah, in in the beginning, God is just after giving us all sorts of experiences and us learning things. And so when when the pressure is get into the one thing now, you're really shortcutting your life. You're, you're missing something. And the reality is if you don't do it now, if you don't go with God in this, with all sorts of experiences in your life, then God's going to have to do this with us later. Mm-hmm. When our life should be coming more focused, we're going to have to go out and learn more things mm-hmm. to get to that point. So um, permission issues, just say just experience life. And, mm-hmm. and God may take you... You know, he may say, don't go to college yet. He may say, go to college. He may, you may switch your major once or twice or three times, and that's okay. You're learning, you're experiencing, you're taking in. God may give you a myriad of jobs to learn how to to work in this environment, relate to these kind of people, to resolve these kind of conflicts. Um, And so he'll do that. The other thing is that we have got to be able to go to another person and ask for help, counsel, advice. Now, the fear is that that the men or the people I know don't really want to offer that. The reality is they do. They would love mm-hmm. to offer. Everyone loves to offer what they have to another person. But we have this thought that they don't want to offer anything to us, so that keeps us from going to them. And the other reality is most people don't think they have much to offer. So that stops them from coming to you because they're thinking, I don't have much to offer. And if I did, I don't think they would want it. The only way around that is to pray and then go to those people and say, I would love for your help on this. Like you're saying, Corey, Mm -hmm. could you teach me how to fly fish? You say to another person, can you tell me what you see in me? Who do you think I am? Now, the only thing I'd want to add with that last comment is um, if you can find people that really understand the heart and God, Mm -hmm. that's your best counsel. But even at that, I mean, Scripture says that we should have a lot of counsel in our life. I've known a lot of people that have gone to one person and say, what should I do with my life? And they take that as their marching orders, and they go down this path only to find 10 years later that they hate what they're doing. Mm. And so it was maybe given with a good heart, but just uh, it wasn't good advice. So I'd say, mm. you know, you just go to a number of people and say, could you help me with this and, and take the counsel, mm. the, the, the myriad of counsel for your life, but ask. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for TG Garage Talks. We are currently accepting applications for Training Ground Colorado 2022 and Training Ground Chattanooga 2022. Now guys, I cannot begin to tell you how life-changing Training Ground has been for me. So if anything we've talked about in this episode or in other episodes have stirred anything in your heart, um, please, man, look into coming out with us. It's going to be a blast and we can't wait to have you. You can find us at www.trainingground.com and you can also find us on Instagram at Training Ground Colorado as well as Training Ground Chattanooga. Well, until next time, guys, this has been Candler English with Training Ground Garage Talks. See you soon.